0: What's going on, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 264 of the Smark Moments Smack Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Mango, and today this is the Hot Tags edition of the week, where I'm going to be breaking down some of the current events, rumors, and news going on in the world of pro wrestling from the past few days. As you can probably tell by when this was uploaded, everything's coming up a little bit earlier than it normally would be this week for a couple different reasons. One of them is because Rogue One is coming out on Thursday, and I've got my tickets all settled for that, so I want to make sure I have a little bit of breathing room before that. I'm not trying to rush things and everything. But an even more important reason is, well, to put things as simply as possible, if you ever have hurricane damage in the future keep in mind to never cheap out on the people that are replacing things and putting in things to prevent this from happening again, because you might find out five years from that point that they only did half of your basement and that the other half wasn't really protected all that much. So I ended up having a bunch of water in my basement. It fucked things up. Repairs are taking a hell of a long time and I have all my equipment in the basement. So I've had to relocate that. So you might hear a different audio quality for this because it's being recorded in a weirder sound environment. So I can do the best that I can do, but that's what it is, which also means that my internet connection is garbage. It is uh, 2 Mbps as opposed to the regular 80 to 90 or so that I normally get. So that's affecting everything. That's one of the reasons why you're not going to hear anybody else on the predictions for Roadblock because I can't get a proper Skype signal going. So that sucks, but uh, I decided to record this Tuesday morning, and I have no idea when it will be uploaded because of that internet connection and all those speeds being a problem. But we're doing the best that we can do here. Sorry about anybody who is expecting anything more. I certainly was expecting to do more, but I'm working with what I'm working with here. And I'm also working with an average of two and a half hours of sleep per day for the past week. So that's fun. And uh, it's going to be the death of me at some point, as are so many other things. But enough of that crap. Let's get all that out of the way. Let's start talking some wrestling shit, right? Because we don't talk about crap. We talk about shit. That's what's happening here. Let's get into the hot tags. Let's start off with something on the positive note. Mickey James has signed a three-year deal to return to the SmackDown women's division, if you're going with the reports that say she's going to go to SmackDown. Of course, we don't know for sure about that. All we do know is that she is going to be going onto the main roster in some capacity. I'm hoping it's the SmackDown side of things. I actually like a lot of what SmackDown's doing. Raw is kind of problematic in some ways, but I think that that's more so their hesitance to book certain people. You know, we still have not seen Emelina, which is really stupid. Whenever Paige comes back, if she does come back, then that's going to be a positive thing for at least that side of things. I don't know about like the locker room and stuff. Alicia Fox has been doing some stuff, Bailey's been doing some stuff, but they've really only been focused on Sasha Banks and Charlotte, and this is going to be the end of their feud with Roblox. Then we can move on to other things. Maybe Dana Brooke and Charlotte can feud, which has been. A long time coming. Maybe Nia Jax has learned a little bit over the past couple of weeks. I don't know. So if Mickey James moves over to SmackDown, that's cool. If she moves over to Raw, that's cool. Either way, a three-year deal to be on the main roster, I'm totally on board with. I like Mickey James a lot. I think that she has a lot that she can offer. And then I think that this is going to transfer over to that whole performance center role that she was talking about that she wanted to do in the future. Three years of working on the main roster, that's going to give her... The time to kind of get back into the swing of things. It's going to get her more associated with all the different people involved, Triple H, and, you know, because he wasn't really a part of the management as much when she was in there compared to now. So she's going to get used to that a little bit and all that. I think it's going to be good for everybody. I can't imagine anything bad happening out of this. So thumbs up when it comes to that one, right? We were just talking about Cody Rhodes last week, and he's another story here. He has joined the Bullet Club. Now, I don't really follow New Japan all that much, and by all that much, I mean pretty much at all, but I do think that this is kind of cool. Cody Rhodes has been doing some pretty interesting things now that he's been on the indies, and he doesn't have to do exactly what WWE wants him to do, and one thing that's really good is that he's been Cody Rhodes, or well, I guess he's been Cody, which that's really dumb, but he seems to be having fun with these different things and playing up some different roles, being a heel, which he seems to quite enjoy. And him being a part of the Bullet Club makes perfect sense. They're always looking for the best that are out there, the people that kind of mesh with those groups. And even though Cody has been a part of Stables in the past, and he's done a couple different characters, when he was in Legacy, that might have been one of his best points. Uh, I think that my personal favorite Cody Rhodes is that short stint where he was a babyface working with Goldust as a tag team. Just being Cody Rhodes, not the dashing thing, not the deformed dashing thing. Just regular Cody Rhodes as a babyface guy you can take seriously. But I do like when he was a heel and he was feuding with like Big Show and such. So I like the idea of that. I think that that's going to be good for all sides. Same kind of thing with the Mickie James thing. And I think that that's going to end up leading into some positive things in the future, not just for Cody, but for the Bullet Club members. Kenny Omega could possibly become coming to WWE in the future. We know that the Young Bucks are at least on WWE's radar. So I don't really know about anybody else. I think um, Scott Hall, uh, his kid is in there or something. Cody Hall. So they have two Codys now. One of them is just Cody. Is that the case? That's really ridiculous if that's the case. It's like we've got uh, the Bullet Club here. It's Kenny Omega and Young Buck number one. I don't know their fucking names. Young Buck number two. I hope none of their names are Buck. Oh, shit. If they're Buck, then that's really kind of crazy. And then we got Cody and Cody. One of them, though, has a last name. That's going to be really odd. But I don't know. Either way, I think that uh, the Bullet Club's still going strong enough for not having a lot of their members. So that's pretty interesting. And we, we don't have uh, Finn Baller. Why did they call him Baller then? Finn Balor and AJ Styles and what are now the club with Gallows and Anderson. So they took a bit of a hit with that. And bringing somebody like a Cody Rhodes into the mix, I think that's only a positive. Let's talk a little bit about title changes, but not in the way that you would think. It's a title name change. The WWE World Championship is now just being referred to as the WWE Championship, which is something that I honestly thought was going to be coming, and when they didn't do it, then I thought that they would stick to that, but I'd love to be a fly on the wall for the meeting where they finally decided, I can't take this anymore, fuck that world thing, it's got to be just the WWE Championship, which never made a whole lot of sense to me, but... This is the situation that we're at. The brand split, when they originally needed to have two world titles, it made sense to a certain extent that they would bring back the big gold belt because that was the WCW one. And they weren't going with Raw and SmackDown being Raw and WCW in any kind of fashion. So not calling it the WCW championship, not bringing back WCW and all that, totally on with that. Eventually, they make the decision to call that the World Heavyweight Championship, which is not what I would have gone with originally, because the WWE Championship was the WWE World Heavyweight Championship. So back in the day, I probably would have petitioned to go with a different sort of name. I actually probably more than likely would have gone with the WWE Raw Championship and the WWE SmackDown Championship, kind of like what we have with the tag team titles and the women's title now. But whatever the case is, you know, they went with this whole thing. We kept that for a bunch of different years. They did what I was hoping that they would do, which was to recombine the rosters and everything and have the One World Championship, which I thought was so much better. And, you know, we've talked about the brand split being problematic for months now with this whole thing. So I'm not going to go all the way down that rabbit hole. But when they created the Universal Championship, which I still think is borderline a dumb idea, I hate the way that it looks. The name itself, I'm on the fence about. Sometimes, you know, I'll wake up in the morning. If this was on my mind, of course, it's not on my mind when I first wake up. And of course, I don't wake up in the morning. I have a horrible sleep schedule. I wake up 2.30 in the afternoon sometimes, or I wake up 3 o'clock in the morning two days ago from last Saturday, whatever. So the Universal Championship, okay, you're going to go with that whole thing, fine. But then you had the WWE World Championship, And it seemed a little bit lesser, kind of, but not really, sort of, you know, you can kind of argue that. Getting rid of the world in there makes this a little bit weird because it's, okay, the WWE Championship, that seems like it still should be above everything else. It should be like the Intercontinental and the United States and the Universal thing, but the WWE Championship means everything encompassing WWE. If you go with the WWE Universal Championship, you kind of have to give that other one a secondary sort of stipulation to it, the WWE Blank Championship. So while I did like the idea that we had the World Championship, pun intended, it's not the end of the world. WWE Championship is going to be the one that survives more than any other championship that they've had, and eventually that Universal title is going to be merged into there, and then it'll go back to the WWE World Heavyweight Championship down the line. Whether that's going to be two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now, we don't know. But the WWE Championship is never going to change beyond the WWE Championship. So they're going back to that thing. Still kind of don't understand why they need to do that. And I think that the belt design is still going to say WWE World Heavyweight Championship. As long as you don't fuck around with the way that it looks, because I think it looks perfectly fine the way that it is. Don't put some kind of blue background to it or whatever. We don't need any of the strap colors to change or anything like that, keep that the way that it is, then fuck it, go ahead, get rid of the world thing, you'll come back to it eventually, right? You'll all come crawling back. (laughs) So come 2020, the people of Houston may be saying, all hail Mayor Bookah. He has announced that in 2020, he's going to be running for mayor of Houston. So, That means we have Rhino, who just ran for office. He did not get elected. We have Kane, who has said that he is interested in running for office. Dolph Ziggler's been involved in quite a bit of uh, politics stuff lately. JBL's always been involved in the political side of things. Linda McMahon is now in Trump's uh, secretary in some capacity. She's like small business advisor... Or something like that. I don't know. Politics are fucking boring. Who really wants to know all that kind of shit? And we got a WWE Hall of Famer going into the White House. I don't know um, what is going on in this fucking world, but if we've had Jesse Ventura as all of his side of politics and stuff like that in the past, and we've got Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger and all that other kind of stuff, Mayor Booker T, who knows? Maybe it's going to work out. I don't live in Texas. Certainly don't live in Houston. I got a buddy who lives in Austin. And I would imagine that Booker T would be still kind of an odd choice. But then again, we're talking about a country that has had the craziest election in God knows how long. And we've had previous elections that have included not only Arnold Schwarzenegger, but Gary Coleman and the porn star, I think, was running at that time and stuff. So we've had more than enough crazy shit. Booker T running doesn't compare to any of the... uh, nazi type of people that have run in the past and the ones that are like i'm running on the platform of stopping the fucking reptilian aliens from attacking us and all that kind of insanity mayor booker t i don't know that could work out if you're in the houston area and you are somehow invested into this make sure you let me know in the comments below tell me what you think would you vote for booker t for if he was running for mayor, do you think that he's not going to end up running in a couple of years? Because it is four years away, so his mind might change, you know. Anything could happen. People have said that they were going to run for president, and then two, uh, two months later they didn't. People have said that they're not going to run for governor, and then, you know, five weeks later they're running and whatever. Who knows, but Booker T running for mayor, pretty interesting thing to think about. Which also means if he does run for mayor... I can't quite imagine him sticking around with the WWE around that time. So maybe in a couple of years, he's going to look to not be a part of the pre-show panels and all the other kind of things like that. Maybe we're going to bring back a uh, Jerry Lawler or something. I don't know. Maybe a couple of the other people are going to be retired at that point and we can get like big show or something in like those new kind of roles. So look forward into the head a little bit. Tell me what's in your crystal ball. Drop your comments below. Same thing with everything else we're going to be talking about here and everything else we already did talk about. Let's talk about Shad Gaspard. He took down a robber that was going to be trying to steal. Obviously, that's what robbers do. This drunk guy was asking him to buy him a beer. He ended up pulling out a BB gun. Uh, Shad tried to empty the magazine of it and then realized that it was a BB gun. And then he just held the guy down and whatever. But pretty cool thing to talk about. You know, it's not really, you know, the deepest story in the world. But hey, Shad, doing a good job there. Congrats, buddy. Fist bump. Always kind of interesting to see how these people, like the Daniel Bryan situation and this one with Shad and other ones that I'm sure we've never been privy to, how these huge wrestlers are just kind of like, fuck it, I'm going to step inside whatever the situation is. I'm going to take this guy down because I can. And they do. It's awesome. So Shad's a cool guy for that one. Uh, we should also talk about Alberto Del Rio, how he gets himself involved in different situations. Sometimes he shouldn't, other times he really shouldn't. And a couple times, maybe he should. It all sort of depends on your perspective. From his point of view, he's always in the right. A lot of the times, it seems like he isn't. This situation, I don't know. I'm kind of leaning a little bit more towards him in a little way. The story that we were being told in a couple different outlets is that he was at an IWRG show, which I have no idea what that stands for. I'm going to go with international uh, wrestling-related gorillas. I don't know. Uh, Some guy named Alan Extreme, which of course is spelled capital X-T-R-E-M-E, was supposedly touching Page in an inappropriate fashion, and Del Rio and Page were seen drinking beforehand, and he got into the old fisticuffs with him and turned him into a bloody mess, according to these reports. Now, I of course, do not know exactly what happened. I highly doubt that almost anybody reporting on this knows exactly what has happened. I highly doubt that Del Rio even knows exactly what's happened. person who knows the most out of this is Alan Extreme. So if he talks about it, I trust what he says a little bit. Although people are going to always paint themselves to be in a better position, so maybe he'll ignore certain things that have happened. I don't know. If If it's true that he was... Kind of touching Paige in the wrong way. First off, Paige should be a woman enough to stand up for herself. Second, though, if it's a really uncomfortable situation, then I'm totally on board with Del Rio kind of stepping in there. And then if it came to a whole fight, then maybe it wasn't Del Rio's fault. Maybe Alan Extreme started to do that. Although, if you look at the track record of Alberto Del Rio, it seems like he gets into fights quite often. And this is one of those things where kind of a boy who cried wolf The more times that you come into a situation and it's, no, I didn't start this, and this is just me defending my honor, and whatever like that, the less I'm going to believe it, even though it might be true. Uh, There's an old adage that says, if you walk down the street and you pass by somebody and you go, that guy's a real asshole, and that's the only person that you're coming across that you're saying about that, that guy was probably an asshole, But if you walk down the street and everybody you pass by, you're going, that guy seems like an asshole. That guy seems like an asshole. That guy's definitely an asshole. Then you're probably the asshole. So if Del Rio is constantly getting into fights, maybe Del Rio is the one causing the fights. Page seems to be very problematic. We've talked about this for so many different stories here. And I would not be surprised one bit if it turned out that Del Rio and Page were somehow involved in sparking this whole argument. But I have no knowledge of that. I do not know this Alan Extreme character. I don't know if he is extreme or not. He's extreme enough not to use that extra E at the beginning of that. Ooh, man, watch out for that. So this could be a situation where maybe Del Rio was in the right. Maybe he was in the wrong. Maybe it was kind of a combination of the two, because it's not just a good and evil black and white sort of a thing. There's always gray areas. More than likely, I would assume this is a situation where Alan Extreme was going beyond what he probably should have. He probably was flirting with Paige. Paige probably... Was just like, meh, I'm not really interested. Told Del Rio. Del Rio got pissed. Started to challenge the guy. Turned into a fight. When you get a belligerent drunk, more pissed off, it's going to lead to a fight. If this Alan Extreme guy was feeling like he was on his home turf and Del Rio was kind of testing him and he had to fight back or something, it's going to be a clash of egos. Nobody wins. Page doesn't look better in this. Del Rio doesn't look better. Alan Extreme doesn't look better. Certainly not if he's a bloody mess. So... I don't know. I mean, the more that comes out about this, maybe the story will change. Right now, I'm kind of siding with they're probably all wrong. That's <laughs> the optimistic side of things. At least I'm not saying that this is all Del Rio's fault, because it doesn't seem like it would be all of his fault. Rumors are going around that Chris Hero is coming back to WWE, most likely to NXT, not to the main roster, because he never really graduated from NXT to the main roster before, and they released him because he had gotten fat. So if they did not have a lot of faith in him to lose the weight and they just got rid of him and it's been a bunch of years since then, they probably are going to be testing him a little bit and putting him down in NXT makes perfect sense. NXT could use another guy like him. I have no idea what he's been up to. Do not follow the Indies. I have not really heard his name all that much, but I'm assuming if this is true, then he's probably got his act all together and shaped up and everything like that. He, of course, is denying this at least to a little bit of an extent, not saying quite no, that this isn't the case and I'm not going over, but also not saying, yeah, man, can't wait to see you guys there. And I would assume that he would be doing this because the, uh, you know, eyes aren't dotted. The uh, T's aren't crossed, that kind of a thing. If that's the situation and he's coming, we'll see him eventually. Don't get worried about it. If he's not coming, then it's not a story. Then who fucking cares? Right. Chris Hero is a guy that I've heard so much great stuff about, and I've never seen any of it, really. I know that he comes from a record with, I was going to call him Claudio. Claudio is so much better in Ring of Honor than, you know, (laughs) Uh, the whole situation with Cesaro. So I guarantee there's going to be a lot of people that are going to jump right to the bandwagon of, hey, how about they split up the Cesaro and Sheamus thing, and uh, Cesaro ends up teaming up with Chris Hero. Maybe, I don't know. And I'm also thinking that if he comes back to WWE, either in NXT or the main roster, he's probably not going to be Cassius Ono anymore, or Cassius. Was it Cassius or Cassius? I always thought that he was pronouncing it Cassius, but it's always normally Cassius. Either way, that KO thing has really just been transitioned to Kevin Owens, so they can't do the same thing with him. They can keep the same Cassius Ono name, but I think they'd probably go with something else. So I am totally on board with seeing chris hero come back if he's gotten into a position where wwe thinks that he's got value i trust their judgment at least when it comes to trying to sign people if he doesn't work out he doesn't work out they release him again if he does work out awesome then everything took a little bit longer but eventually got to the right point last thing to talk about here for this edition of the hot tags john cena hosted this past saturday's episode of saturday night live I have not really what been watching s n l over the past few years. It's kind of one of those things where I go in and out here and there. The cast depends a lot on what i'm gonna be doing with uh you know catching up on people and all that and there's people that I like, but for every bill hater who is on there and he's not even like a part of this anymore. There's always somebody who I really dislike. And a lot of the people that I used to like are no longer there. Kenan Thompson's one of the only guys that I like. I'm rambling. Let me talk about John Cena. That's why you're here for it's a wrestling podcast, not SNL. If you want to know more SNL stuff, then go back and check out the Fanboys Anonymous uh, 40th anniversary thing that we did. But John Cena did a pretty good job. I thought that as far as SNL hosts go, they really only have to do a certain amount of things to check off. They need to be decent in their monologue. They need to keep their characters consistent and not show that they're reading or their cue cards all that much and it's really down to the sketches and the sketches aren't written by them unless they're somebody who's skilled enough to be a writer and you know they pitch in their ideas and stuff like that but I got to imagine John Cena probably didn't have much of an input of what stories they were doing and stuff certainly he wasn't going to be involved in like the weekend update and stuff but he had a couple things that were pretty funny. And my favorite of the bunch was, uh, there's a little pun there. My favorite of the bunch was the banana sketch. I thought that that was actually pretty funny. It made me crack up a couple times, actually LOL, instead of just thinking to myself, oh, that was kind of funny. Some of the other ones really weren't too much of a hit. The Leslie Jones thing that you've probably seen by now, because that seems to be getting the most amount of coverage where she's like challenging him at the beginning of the monologue. And it's like, I don't have a character. I'm Leslie Jones, bitch. I don't find that humor funny. I think that Leslie Jones is not funny. She's just this big, loud woman, and I don't like big, loud characters in anything, really. That's why there's a certain amount of Chris Farley that I didn't like, even though some of it was fucking brilliant. And when your whole shtick is basically just you're you're loud and confrontational and obnoxious, I tend to tune out a little bit more. So I enjoyed the Bobby Moynihan part a little bit more, but the monologue, I think it could have been better. I think that that was decent not great and it kind of depends on how you want to rank this too if you want to put john cena as like a first time host he did a good job i think that a lot of people would have done a much worse job a lot of people have done a much worse job and the comparisons to people like alec baldwin and uh let's see, Steve Martin's been on in there a whole bunch of times, John Goodman's been on there a ton of times, Martin Short has hosted a lot, those guys, they know totally what they're doing and everything, so you can't compare John Cena to those, he's not an improv actor, he's not going to be the same comedic timing and everything like that, but some stuff is pretty funny, and i suggest that if you're a fan of the SNL side of things that, you know, you typically like what they kind of do, go ahead and check it out, at least check out the banana sketch, that was the funniest one in my mind. And if you absolutely hate SNL, there wasn't enough wrestling stuff to make you really want to kind of grow. uh, What's the word that I would say for that? Kind of like just grin and bear it to get to the wrestling stuff. So keep that in mind too. If you are only interested in the wrestling stuff, this is something you can skip out on. John Cena was not, dropping a bunch of references here and there. There weren't any guest appearances by any of the wrestlers or anything like that. I know that they did a whole thing in the past with rock and big show and Foley and whatnot. This wasn't the case. So if you like SNL thumbs up, if you don't like SNL probably thumbs down, skip that kind of a thing. But either way, John Cena hosting SNL is big for WWE. It's only going to get their name out there a little bit more. And it means that John Cena has another thing that is taking him out of the WWE scene. He's been doing that American Grit stuff, he's doing these movies, he's doing SNL, hasn't been really wrestling all that much on SmackDown, has he? Kind of coming across a little bit hypocritical when it comes to all that stuff about this is my home and I'm not going anywhere for any extended periods of time because all the injuries that he's got, all the other projects, that stuff adds up and eventually we're going to get to a point where John Cena is not wrestling on the house shows or the TV shows Or the pay-per-views for months and months on end. And he's not going to seem like he's really the face company anymore, is he? So that's something to keep in mind. But that's going to be it for this week's edition of the Hot Tags. We're at about the half hour mark. So I think that I've rambled on quite enough. At least for this thing. Still going to do my two other recordings over the next, uh, I guess, hour or so. So you're going to hear my voice when you hear it. Whenever you're clicking on these videos. I'm not sure if I'm going to upload them all at the same time. Or if there's going to be a delay on them or what. But... Something that I want you guys to do per usual. Leave your comments below. Tell me what you think about all this kind of stuff. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. Give this video a thumbs up. The YouTube algorithm has been changing a lot lately and they've been saying that the more that you guys give the thumbs up to and the more that you leave comments are going to be crucial to how everything shows up in the search engine. On top of the fact that the longer you watch, the better. All that stuff's going to help out a lot. A lot of the bigger channels are really feeling it. So of course I'm feeling it. And uh, before I forget, next week is going to be the mailbag. So start sending in your questions. If you have anything that's either on the wrestling side of things or completely unrelated to wrestling, all those questions that you guys have that you want to pick our brains about, they're all perfectly acceptable. And if they're not, then we just won't answer them. But if you want to start sending in your questions, now is the time that you guys should really start putting them in. I'm not too sure exactly when I'm going to be recording the mailbag next week. Part of that's going to be involved with what's happening with the pay-per-view and my recordings based off of the repairs that I'm going to be having with my house, and part of it's going to be involved with a friend of mine that's going to be staying for the holidays, so I got to try to work around the schedule that's going on with that, but I am assuming probably next Wednesday, so you have a little bit of time, you have a little bit like a week that you can get this in, but the sooner you get it in the better, that way I can catalog everything make sure I get my responses all lined up, and that also means that, you know, as soon as you get something in your mind, you send it my way, that means you don't forget about it either, then at the last minute, it's like, oh crap, it's Tuesday night, let me email them, or something like that, so anyway, enough rambling and all that stuff, thanks for watching this, everybody, thanks for listening, if you are on iTunes and Stitcher, I will see you with the IWC outreach, and then following that is going to be my predictions for Roadblock End of the Line, and then at the end of the week, of course, we're going to have Roadblock. And unless anything weird happens, I should be doing my normal post-show about that. Hopefully I'll be able to get Kalen or Drew or Wego or whoever on that show, since they're not going to be a part of these ones. But we'll figure that out when we figure it out. For now, I got to go, everybody. This has been another Smartout Moment, and I'm being counted out.